Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned in to The Dog Check here with Eric Metcalf, legend of the Cleveland Browns. I'm Joe DeLeon hopping on with Eric today to discuss, which has been a very wild offseason so far for the Browns, particularly the recent trade for star quarterback Deshaun Watson. Eric, it's looking like a new era there in Cleveland after they, they went and got Deshaun Watson. How, how are you feeling after that trade? I honestly feel good about it. I mean, when we're talking about the football part of it, you know, you never know what's going to happen with everything else, the, the civil cases and all that. But when you're talking about the football part of it, I like the fact that the Brown took initiative and went and got a top five quarterback. When you're talking about one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and if everything's right, he is one of those guys. And I think by uh, by us trading for him, we got better. Yeah, certainly got a lot better compared to what they were getting from from Baker Mayfield. And and you know, there's obviously a couple different angles to look at this, which is the the football side of things. It's an upgrade. You're you're getting a guy that was top five level. Uh, you know, somebody that was helping a, a pretty poor roster with the Texans get to the playoffs. And now he's going to be surrounded by a lot of really, really nice pieces on offense and then supported by a really good defense. And then there's the other side of things that's currently dealing with, with the legal case and, and the civil case that's, that's going to come from this. But overall, what do you think that Deshaun Watson brings to this team that Baker wasn't really able to provide? You know, I, I think when we're talking about the football field, I think there's nothing that he can't do. You know, he's, he's a proven winner in college. Uh, he, he won some games in, in, in the pros when they had some, some pieces around him. And he can just do everything. He can run the football. He can make all the throws. And when you have someone like that with a roster like we have, it opens it up so much more in the, in the uh, playbook. There's so many more things that we can do because you know that you can call anything and he can make it work. You can call a pass play on third and 17. He might run for it. But, but if he has to throw for it, he can get those throws in there because of his arm strength and his, and his ability. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, as far as him being on this roster with all these players, I'm looking for not only him coming with all this talent, but him allowing Stefanski to expand on his playbook. Because I think I feel like, there were some things that we didn't do in the, in the previous years because maybe he, he didn't trust Baker or, or we couldn't do it because Baker was hurt in, at, at times and things like that. But now when, when Deshaun gets on the field, he has a guy in which he can do everything. He can call all the plays that he has in his playbook and, and hopefully they make it work. Yeah, the, the big fold here is that Deshaun Watson – much better athlete than Baker Mayfield. Ba- Baker Mayfield, I, I, it's still a head-scratcher for me how he was a, a first overall pick at, at his size and his physical limitations. But, man, Deshaun Watson is a really, really you good athlete. You're to make all the Cleveland Browns fans upset by saying <laughs> you, you know what you're saying right now? <laughs> I, get, I get backlash when I say little things, and, and so I know you're going to get it. <laughs> well, look, I, I from, from the, the minute he was picked, I was confused. And I know that some Browns fans supported him and, and all that. Like, Are you happy that he's going to be removed, or like, are you maybe just – it's part of the process. Like wh- wh- where do you stand on that? I would say I'm happy because we're getting a top five quarterback. Okay. Now, if we were talking about getting somebody 
at the same level, uh, you know, because because Baker Baker's one of those guys. I, I feel like with the, the roster that the Browns had, he could have won a lot of games, but everything has to be right. Mm-hmm. And so when everything isn't right, we saw what happened. That was last year, you know, and, and, and so we talk about that he, he has a, a heart of a line and he, and he plays hurt, but so does everyone else. I don't I, I don't get where people say he we need to keep him because he plays hurt. Well, first of all, it was his left shoulder was hurt. That does not affect your decision making. Right. <laughs> that, that, that's where I had the problem. See, that, that's where I have the problem with, with Baker Mayfield. It's the decision making. Now, if you're hurt, OK. But if, you, it's this, if you're thrown into the other team, that's a problem because that's all in your decision making. So we, we, I think with, with Deshaun Watson, we don't have to worry about that as much. I mean, of course, he's going to throw interception because that's just the nature of the game. But at the same time, I think his decision making will be a lot better. And once again, his, his talent level is higher. Yeah, talent, talent level, again, a lot higher than, than what you have with <laughs> Baker Mayfield. And, and there's been proof in, in the output that you've gotten from Deshaun Watson. Like, Baker was, you know, he's done well, but you were talking about how everything needs to be perfect for him to succeed. And they, they made the playoffs one season with him there. And, you know, he's shown that he's a, a decent starting quarterback, but you're getting a, a huge upgrade with Deshaun Watson. But the, the obvious other fold here that I've mentioned are, is the, the issues with the civil case. There's speculation that that he might end up getting suspended for a period of time coming into this season are, are you like at all deterred by all that off-field stuff by this trade or are you just more focused on how this how this improves the team well you know I, I, it's, it's a tough situation right. however you look at it right and so I'm, I'm pretty sure the Browns when they made a, a trade like this that they did all their due diligence and trying to find out what was going on with this case. Um, when we're talking about it, the case itself, he wasn't criminally charged because they didn't find enough evidence. And so that alone should, should make people feel a little better, right? Of course, when you're talking about there's 22 women and, and mm-hmm. something must have happened, he still have all these civil cases. Maybe they did. Maybe maybe they did. there was something. Maybe there wasn't. We'll never know because we were never in those rooms. But I think it's a situation where he is innocent in, until proven guilty, not guilty until proven innocent, right? And, and we have to give him that opportunity and to, to, to plead his case because he's, he said from day one that he did not do this. And, and, and I, I know everyone says there's 22 women, so it's, it's hard to believe. But my, my only question about this whole thing and and I hate to be on the, I don't want to be on the wrong side of what people think. But my only question is why none of this ever came out until he said he didn't want to play in Houston anymore. That, that's my, that's my only question about right. the whole deal. Once he said he didn't want to play in Houston anymore, then all this came out. And so, you know, it's, it, it's a tough situation. Cause you know, I have daughters. I wouldn't want my daughter to be in a situation like that if, if that were the case. And so, you know, you, you, you have to think about it, but you, you at the same time, you have to understand that someone, someone could be telling you, someone could be lying. I've, I've had friends who played in NFL who were accused of, of raping things like that. And, and they said that has been with them for the, their entire life and they never raped anyone. So it's, 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 a, it's a sticky situation on, on both sides of it. Yeah. And I, so for anyone curious on on who the heck I am. Uh, so I, I played college football too, not obviously at the level that you did. I, I played at an FCS program and I, I've certainly been around guys that 
similar situations where there are accusations and you don't really know who to truly trust in those situations. But it's it's a, it, the biggest thing here is it's it's like you said, innocent until proven guilty. And in a legal proceeding, he was found not liable. There's still the civil cases that come from it. But right now, the you know the Browns are moving forward with him expected to be the starting quarterback for 2022, at least for part of that season. Just from like your experience as a player, do you think that he's going to get suspended? Or do you think that maybe it won't be for that long? Or, or, or could this just be like a statement thing that the NFL tries to, tries to prove here? I think they suspend him a few games. I mean, hopefully it's no more than four. Because, because when it's all said and done, it's, it's a bad look for the Shield. And, you know, the NFL doesn't want to look bad yeah. in, in the eyes of, of fans. So they have they feel like they have to do something about it. So, I mean, I and I can respect that. So I, I think you'll get suspended. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how many games, but hopefully hopefully it's one or two. <laughs> I know that's a, <laughs> I know that's a big wish. But, yeah, that's really hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big wish. But, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. And we know he's going to do it. I mean, I mean, he's going to get suspended. The, the team knows that I'm sure. Uh, they're preparing for that, and they have Jacoby Brissett to back him up, who's, who's a good player and, and can win some football games in, in, until he's able to come back as well. So, you know, with, with adding Deshaun Watson, we, we, we've di- dove into the impact that he's going to have for this, this offense and taking this team to the next level. If you had to give your listeners a projection, you know, say he plays half the season, this upcoming season Look, is this a playoff team this upcoming year or do you think that's still a little op- maybe a little optimistic what do you think no they're a playoff team they were a playoff okay. team last year if everything <laughs> goes right and they just didn't win games they were supposed to, to, to win and and when in the course of the nfl season there's going to be games that you're not supposed to win that you have to win mm-hmm. and you're supposed to win every game that you're supposed to win and we didn't do that throughout the course of the year. And that's why we were on the outside looking in. Because even with Baker Hurt, even with us not playing, the defense not playing well in the beginning of the year until they jailed together, we still had an opportunity to go to the playoffs if we win in the last few weeks of the season. We just didn't take care of our business on the field. And, and like I said, this roster on paper is, is a loaded roster. We just have to go out there and, and duplicate that on the field in between those white lines, which we didn't do last year. So I think Deshaun Watson, uh, if we can get through that little period where, where he's suspended and when he comes back, I think we have a very good shot of being in the playoffs and hopefully making a deep run. Right. The, the only factor that, that comes into this that's going to complicate it until we know is how long is Deshaun Watson going to be suspended for and how many games do you lose him for. But you know, you, you hit the key thing here that Jacoby Brissett is a, is a great backup quarterback option to be going into next season. He's going to have to play some games. That's that's a guarantee that's going to be happening next season. But everyone's healthy. If everyone's healthy, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and the full offensive line is at least maybe like 90% healthy for the first half of the season and Jacoby starting. That's still a dangerous team. Like what we had last year with Baker, obviously he was struggling. But there were a lot of other injuries all over the field that were also hurting them offensively. The, the offensive line wasn't fully healthy for that, you know, for parts of last season. But man, if they start off and they don't have to deal with any major injuries, I, I totally agree with you. This is 
this is a playoff team without a doubt as soon as Deshaun Watson, uh, Watson steps in. Yeah, I mean, and we're talking about last year. Once again, with Baker Hurt, if we just turn around and hand the ball off maybe 10 more times a game, we yeah. win a lot of those games. So we don't we didn't necessarily need a franchise quarterback to get us to the playoffs, which we proved in, in 2020. So we can just get through this by handing the ball off, barring those injuries that you're talking about. If we don't have any injuries, we still have a very good roster. We can run the football on anyone. And so I can go out there and hand it off to, to, to those guys <laughs> back there. And so I'm, I'm, that's why I'm, so, I'm looking forward to not the fact that uh, we're, we can just go run the ball, but the fact that when Deshaun Watson starts playing, you really don't know what we're going to do. Because at any moment, we can throw the ball 30, 40 times if we had to. I'm not saying we should, but if we had to, we could win games throwing the ball 30 or 40 times. I didn't think we can do that in years past. I, I thought we should always pass the ball 25 times or less and hand it off the rest of those times. Now we can pass it 30 to 40 times a game and, and still win football games. So it makes it uh, tough on a defense to game plan. Coming from the Deshaun Watson side of things, you look at what he did in Houston with a, a shoddy offensive line. The best guy that he had blocking for him was Laramie Tunsil, who's fantastic. But the rest of those guys, it was just continuously swapping in and out different players. It, it was inconsistent, low-quality guys. He in, had an inconsistent rotation of, of running backs to rely on. He obviously had DeAndre Hopkins, but Bill O'Brien decided to send him off to, to Arizona. But Man, Deshaun Watson was really asked to do everything when he was in Houston. And now he's coming into a situation where you're saying they could throw the ball 30, 40 times. They probably don't need to because of the tandem of running backs, the uh, receiving core, which is still needs some work and probably going to be worked on during the draft. And you're, you've added Amari Cooper to that group. But if you look at all these pieces that they're surrounding him with, I'm also excited not only to see the the projection for how Cleveland can do but Deshaun Watson once he takes over and is able to play after his inevitable suspension I, I think that he he can push himself in, into the MVP conversation I don't I don't think that's that's a stretch of the imagination at all I, I, I don't either and and so now when we get to that time it's up to Stefanski to put these guys in a situation where everything looks good. We got a shiny new toy now. Now let's go play with it like it's supposed to be played with. <laughs> you know, you got to dial it up. You got to scheme it right. And so to give these guys an opportunity, because like you said, we have Amari Cooper. We're sure you're going to work on the receiver core, receiving core in the draft or, or what have you. And this, and this team can't help but get better with, with each the piece they get from here on out because the team is already a good team. It's, it's the tough part about playing offense, especially is doing it in between those white lines. When those, when those guys on the other side are moving just as fast and they don't care about, <laughs> about hitting you in practice and everything. Cause in practice it's, it's not the same when it's on Sunday, it matters. And so those guys are, so we got to be able to do it in between those white lines. And, and like you said, once again, we have a quarterback who's a top five, now we have to see if our coaches, because we need him to scheme it up right, because you, you have all these little toys that you can play with at every position. How are you going to use them? How are you going to make sure that everyone's happy? How are you going to call in, in the structure of the, the offense? How are you going to keep these guys happy and, and, and still go out there, move the ball and win games?
Yeah, the the ceiling is is just so high for this offense, and it is going to go on the shoulders of that coaching staff to tap into all that talent that you have at those those various positions. And I, I think you maybe you add one of these talented receivers in this year's draft class that that offense could be primed to really explode when when that ends up happening. The one other piece to this now is what happens with with Baker Mayfield, who is still on the roster. He was disgruntled when there were rumors of him possibly being moved in this Deshaun Watson trade. And now he wants out. He wants to be, he wanted to be sent to Indianapolis. That is off the table. His options are limited. Eric, I want to know from, from you, what were your thoughts on Baker's reaction to the situation? Do you think that he was justified in being upset or was it a bit of a, an immature reaction to the situation? I can go either way because when I was in Cleveland, uh, I, I felt like through throughout my entire career, they brought running backs every in every year to replace me, mm-hmm. and and I I didn't never never said anything about it. I just knew that no one could do what I could do, so it was going to be hard for them to get rid of me. So I just went and played it out until I got to a point where I was upset about the amount of times I was getting the ball. And that's why I said I can go both ways because once. Oh, once I got upset about not getting the ball, that's when I wanted to be traded because I wanted to be out there participating just like everyone else. So, you know, I wouldn't never, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have uh, ever written a letter to the fans in, in the city, but at the same time, I could understand why he would want to be out, especially when you're talking about bringing somebody in if you can't handle it. And when you're talking about bringing in somebody who you know is better than you, <laughs> it, it makes it, it makes it a, a little tougher. And so, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't have written a letter or anything just like, just like uh, Matt Ryan did. He knew it was inevitable for him, but, and, and just went on about my business. But at the same time, I couldn't understand why someone would do it. Right. I understand the, the side of, of being upset. Uh, anyone who's played sports has been in those situations where you know you, there's a possibility somebody could be brought in to, to play over you. And, and you know to the fullest extent of doing it at the professional level like you just talked about. And, and, and that stuff is so frustrating as a player. But heck, I, I look at what Matt Ryan just did. He dealt with all of that and all of the, the turmoil of possibly being, being traded. And he didn't say a word. He's been around for a lot longer, but we know that Matt Ryan has been a mature player throughout his his career, and he's never been one to to be outspoken. And he took it on the chin, and he just decided to wait and be patient. And now look where he is. He's in a position to probably win the AFC South pretty easily, and he's on a roster that has a really good offensive line run game. He is set up perfectly. But instead, what you have with Baker... He makes a statement before he's even traded, a public statement on his own social media with the notes app on his phone. And like to, to me, that, that like I think that that was the step too far. It's okay I, to be upset. Go to your agent, have those conversations and say like, hey, we need to start moving and figuring stuff out now. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if teams were scared and, and deterred from making a move for him because of the way that he reacted. I mean, I'm sure that they might be scared because of that. But at the same time, they know that they don't have to trade for him right now because the Browns are right. in are, are in, a, in a rough spot. What are you gonna do? Keep him on your roster? You're gonna have to get rid of him so they can wait for that. And you know, when we're talking about his agents and all the Baker's agents and all that, 
once again, I go back to if I'm Baker's team, I don't play during this past year. If I'm hurt, I wouldn't have played. I would have sat back in my own selfish mind and I hope they lost every game for Case <laughs> Keenum and said, oh, when I was playing, we were 11-5, and five, went to the playoffs and won a playoff game. I think you need me. You should probably pay me. But no, he went out there because he wanted to be tough for his team. It ended up, ended up getting worse week after week. Now the Browns are looking and say, we don't need to pay you. We're going to go pay this other guy who's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league $230 million. So you can go, buddy. Now, now he's in a bad situation because we thought Indy was going to be one of the teams that he can go to. I was looking at maybe the Seahawks, but they're talking about uh, Drew, Drew Locke is going to be their guy. Um, Atlanta, no. Uh, Carolina hasn't said a word about him. But once again, you got teams that can wait. They can, they can wait to see what happens with, with, with Baker and, and the Browns. But at the same time, you don't see anybody grabbing at him because they feel like he's their guy. And, and for whatever, whether it be on the field stuff or the letter and, and off the field stuff, we'll never know. But it's going to be a tough situation for him. And now if he wants to be the player that he's gonna, he wants to be, uh, had planned on being, he's going to have to work from the bottom to the top now. I almost wonder if what happens with Baker, because like, like you just highlighted literally the only options remaining for him. Like there's, there's really not much room for him to end up anywhere else because those teams haven't actively gone out to try and make a move for him yet. Indianapolis was his best shot to get traded somewhere. Now, like the only other team that I could maybe think of is if like the giants wanted to make a move for, for competition for, Daniel Jones, but they already signed Tyrod Taylor. So that doesn't even seem entirely likely. I almost wonder if Baker in this, in this situation is just going to sit out and then get traded when a team deals with a quarterback injury or something like that, or maybe he's just cut. Like I, I just, I don't, I don't see anyone that's going to go and make a move for him for the, the, the possible first round pick that the, the Browns are, are looking for getting him. So I, I think the, the, the best case scenario for the rest of the league is for Baker to sit back and make the Browns cut him. Right. I mean, because they're going to have to, uh, the, the cap space and all that, they're going to deal with the cap. And so that, why would you give something for him? I mean, and, and then what are you going to give for him when they can't even give him away at this point? It's, it's, it's a tough situation. And then you have to think about does Baker want to go to a, a situation and be a backup? Is he, is he mentally tough enough to do that where he can say, I'm going to go in here, be a backup, and hopefully I get my chance and, and, be, and prove that I can really play in this league? And, and, and I don't know if that works out for him because who wants to end up paying him all that money to be a backup? And, and, and then I, it's, it seems like his ego is not going to allow him to do that as well. Right. That, that was kind of what I was thinking when you, <laughs> when you bring up the backup conversation is like, why do I want to bring up a guy who's been notably outspoken and not necessarily put out the results to justify being as outspoken as he is? You bring him in as a backup. How, how do you guarantee that he doesn't come in and start stirring things up and, and possibly causing problems? Because like that's this is a guy that has a big ego. There's no there's no dancing around that. He's got a he's got a pretty big ego for who he is as a player. 
And I think because of that, if he does get cut, similar to the waiting until he gets traded for a, a team that deals with a quarterback injury, I feel like he might have to wait until somebody is dealing with a quarterback injury to sign somewhere. Right. And, and it's, a, it's a tough situation because if you're Baker Mayfield and you're wait, if you sit there and wait for someone to get hurt and no one gets hurt, then where are you as far as being in the NFL? On the couch. <laughs> yeah. And so do, do I just try to go somewhere as a backup and, and, and hopefully I get my opportunity or you just try to wait it out? It's, 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 it's a touch and go situation because it's, it's like he's, Almost, he's like this close to being out the league, and 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 that's crazy. When you were talking about a, a guy who was a Heisman Trophy winner, number one pick, has taken a team to to the playoffs uh, and set uh, rookie records and all that. And we're talking about in in year four after year four, this is almost like it and, until waiting on someone to get hurt, and 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 if that doesn't happen, ooh, I don't know. Oh, that doesn't look good. <laughs> it's not especially with all these guys coming out next year. Yeah, yeah. Next year's quarterback class is going to be really freaking good. Like now's the time for him to sign because this right. quarterback class is is stinky. It's garbage. It's not very good. Nobody's going to be grabbing at these guys. Oh, next year they these guys have been first round, no question. We're talking about high draft picks with all these guys. It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a tough situation. So I, I, I think it's I think if I'm Baker, I do, my my best uh, advice would be to try to get on a team ASAP, go in there and show that you can play and and, and make plays. Because like I said before, he can win football games if everything is right. So when you get in get into a camp or wherever you go. Make sure they see that you can win. Don't don't go out there talking and Baker Mayfield and all this. I did this and all that. Just go out there and play football and 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 show that you're a football player. And if you do that, you you'll get an opportunity. Yeah, he's certainly going to need the perfect chance and opportunity for him to step into, and it, it might take some time for that to actually work out for Baker Mayfield. Eric, I want to wrap up with talking about some of the other free agent moves. No more Jarvis Landry. He is not going to be coming back to this team as, as they, they cut him during this free agency period. But they did go and make a move for Amari Cooper, which is a, a huge add to this group that has Donovan Peoples-Jones, who looked pretty good this, this past season. What do you think Amari Cooper brings to this receiving group that maybe Odell and Jarvis weren't able to? Well, you know, he's a, he's a great route runner. He, he doesn't say say much, which is, which, is the, which is the one problem that I've had with him as a player because he, he doesn't show the same fire that a lot of these receivers around the league do. And But he still is productive and has been productive. I think, um, well, they've all been injured throughout the course of their career, but I think he we, he's a guy who go, tends to go about his business and he won't cause any any problems in the locker room, not to say that those guys – did I still think in order to get the best Amari Cooper, you have to have someone who is like a one B to, to make it be, to make him special because that's how it was in, in Dallas when you when he had other guys who were doing big things, he shined a lot. And so, I, that's what I, I need somebody. And we, we have uh Donovan Peoples Jones and, and we have other guys, but I, I still feel like we need another guy, um, in, in that receiving room that people are scared of. And so, cause, cause when you get that other guy, 
then it makes it easier on the number one. And so that's, you know, so that's, that's the only thing I worry about with him is just this, the fire. Um, but at the same time, he's a, he's a great route runner, which a, a lot of times last year in, in our passing game, uh, our receivers didn't get any much separation. And so being a great route runner, he can get a little more separation. We just got to, and now we have someone who can make those throws. And so I, I'm looking forward to uh, big things with him, but I, I'd like to see him get, get him some help. Yeah, I definitely agree with you in the sentiment that they need to add another player. And I, I think off the top of my head, they, they don't have that first round pick now because of the, the Deshaun Watson trade. So that, that makes it a little bit trickier trying to, to go and make that make that deal or trying to go and get a receiver. I'm just trying to pull up to, yeah, the 2022 first round pick is gone. Right. Um, I think that they still have their second round pick. So there's some good options there in the second round for them to, to draft the receiver, but they're going to need to add somebody to play along with Amari Cooper. I mean, Amari Cooper did well when he was with the Raiders and it was really just him. And then he goes to Dallas and he, he really shines when he has, other players around him. And then he kind of gets a little outshine when CD lamb starts to, to really ascend into who he is now. But like, we'll have time to talk about the the draft. I think maybe on some later episodes, but are, are there any guys in this year's draft class that you're maybe eyeing or just in general, like a certain player profile that they should be looking for in, in that extra receiver? I need someone who can take the top off. You know, that's, I need someone to take the top off the defense. So you talk about all the guys from, uh, Ohio State, and that, those, those type of guys, the Wilson, the Olaves, those dudes who can take the top off. That's what I want to see because we you now have a quarterback who can get it out there. And so if you have someone who can take the top off and, and, and make those big plays, then everybody, it makes it so much easier for Njoku coming under, uh, Amari Cooper doing his thing, DPJ doing his thing, uh, Harrison Bryant doing their, his thing. I, I'm so that's what I'm saying. I need one of these guys. And, and they're going to be, they're going to be, uh, because this class is so deep with receivers, mm-hmm. some of these guys aren't going in the first round. They're going to be, they're going to fall down, you know, and, and they're going to, they're going to hate it, but they're good players. And so if we are, we're able to get one later on, uh, I, I think they can contribute. Yeah, I think uh, some people may not realize that there is a, a strong possibility that Chris Olave is available there at 44. There's a possibility of it because there are so many other positions in this class that I think that are, are going to be prioritized right. over receiver. And that's going to slide some of these guys down. There's there's a bunch of really good guys at the top, and like you said, that's going to open things up. Like Jahan Dotson, I think fits exactly what you're you're hitting on right there. Like he would be perfect for for what you're talking about. Somebody who could take the top off. But that that's what this group is lacking is is that speed. You got a good route runner with Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones, bigger receiver. But I, I don't see in this group I, the depth chart online says they have Jakeem Grant, but you would hope to maybe you know add somebody younger to to be that that speed, uh, you know, long speed type of receiver. You got, you got Schwartz, Anthony Schwartz, but I don't know how they're going to use him, but he's, he's yeah. fast. Though. But like I said, don't know how they're going to use him. But I, I think once again, you got to take, if they get somebody in this draft class that we know is a, is a flat out star, we have opportunity to do some things with in the receiving room. Well, folks, that's going to be it from us here on the dog check. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date follow us on social media eric what's your uh twitter handle eric metcalf 21 give eric a follow at joe de for me folks thanks for tuning in 
We'll be back with more off-season coverage. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.